Welcome to the Bethel Church Austin Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Pastor Joaquin Evans. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com. Someone's excited. That's good. That's encouraging. So when there's only 10 people in the building, hey, 10% is excited. So Jesus is excited. I'm excited. So, hey, that's a majority right there. Um, It's just a good time to be alive. Jesus is on the throne. He's doing amazing things. Uh, Jesus can win with whatever hand he's dealt. He's still the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and he is uh, displaying his goodness in all kinds of of wonderful ways uh, all all over the globe right now. And, uh, yeah, we just are so glad just to be able to worship him. Aren't you glad on this uh, Independence uh, weekend we're celebrating Independence? Aren't you glad for the freedom uh, as a nation, but the freedom to worship Jesus? Because there's places on the planet who don't have the freedom that we have. And, you know, we're in this inconvenient season of of not being able to maybe gather in person and worship, or we have, you know, some stipulations on that, uh, which are pretty minor, really, when uh, compared to underground churches of the world who have to meet in, in really fear for their life. Uh, you know, places where they can't advertise where the meeting is. If you read about the history of the underground church in China, can't advertise where the meeting is for fear of uh, the authorities and for fear of their lives and their families and Literally, the only way you got to church is because you had to pray and ask Holy Spirit where the service was that night, and Holy Spirit would download you where it was, and hundreds and hundreds of believers would show up with no one knowing where the service was going to be. So listen, like our, our moment, our brief moment of discomfort pales in comparison uh, to what many believers on a daily basis go through just to express their faith and to worship Jesus. And it definitely pales in comparison to what Jesus went through for, for our sake, for you and I. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, we t- we've talked uh, in previous weeks that, you know, in John 10.10, it talks about that the enemy comes to uh, steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus comes to give life and life more abundantly. And we talked about how both of those things happen uh, simultaneously. They're happening at the same time. And the question is, what are we focusing on? Which one of those tracks are we focusing on? Because the enemy, at the same time that he's trying to steal your joy, he's trying to rob your faith, he's trying to, uh, trying to do, destroy your outlook, your hope, at the same time, Jesus is actually releasing life, and he's releasing abundance, and he's releasing breakthrough, he's releasing increases. We just have to learn what to focus on. God is good. Thank you, Jesus. You know, we, we, there's testimonies of people being healed of COVID-19. God is still the healer. He's still on the throne. There's testimonies of, of people being healed of cancer. There's, God is breaking through and breaking out in the midst of this. He hasn't stopped being God, and he definitely hasn't stepped down off the throne. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I want to talk to you. Um, this evening, though, about strengthening yourself in the Lord. 
you know, what, a important, what an important time uh, for this message. You know, there's, there's a lot going on in life, and it, our day, day-to-day life can look different than, than it's looked for so long, and that change can, can, can throw us off kilter, and it can create anxiety, um, you know, if we let it. But as we said, Jesus is here, and he's releasing life. I mean, worship tonight was amazing. And I, I wish you could have all been in the room, but but by grace you were, by technology you were. But I hope you were experiencing the presence and just the pure bliss that we were experiencing in the room. The bliss and the joy to worship Jesus. Because we weren't just singing words. You could literally feel the presence and the joy of God filling the room. And we just repeated as a declaration that with his goodness he's chasing after us. Can you feel it? Can you feel the goodness of God literally chasing after you in this season? And I want to I want to speak to you. I believe that by the end of the night that you're going to feel the goodness of God literally chasing after you. That God hasn't called you just to hang on by a thread. He hasn't called you just to maintain. He hasn't called you just to make it. He's called you to thrive. He's called you to be more than a conqueror. He's called you to be the head and not the tail. And one of the keys to that is to learn how to stir yourself up, to strengthen yourself, to renew your faith in the Lord in whatever season is going on. You know, Jesus Jesus knew what it was to operate in the midst of crazy times. That, you know, at one moment, a crowd would be gathered around him, trying to grab him and forcefully make him king. And the next moment, people would be trying to plot his, his death and his murder. And Jesus knew how to connect with the Father regardless of what was going on. He knew how to stay intimate. He knew how to stay connected. And he knew how to stay grounded to the vision and the purpose for which he was on this planet. I tell you that... that God is releasing, I've been saying this week in and week out, but God is actually releasing advancements and increases for those who can apprehend that very thing in this season. I literally, like prophetically, actually, I've actually seen God hand out diplomas. And I feel like people, that in this season, God is offering people to graduate to new levels of increase and breakthrough. Thank you, Jesus. You know that today, uh, this this weekend, we're celebrating Fourth uh, of July, Independence Day. We're celebrating independence, but in the kingdom that God sets us free individually, and that Jesus died for us individually. But how many people know He didn't just die for us? He died for all of us, all of those who were created in His image. He died for us corporately as well as individually. And though, though we're set free individually, we become our best selves in a corporate setting. That we become our strongest self when we, when we learn how to glean strength from those around us. That, that the strongest form of independence really requires interdependence. Because we are not just called to be complete islands isolated unto ourselves, that we are called to be part of a family. And we're called to bring our strengths, and we're also called to receive strengths from others. 
And I believe that God wants to remind us of that very thing in this season. Are you lending your strength and also are you receiving strength? Are you borrowing strength? Because there's strength out there for you to be had, to stir you up again, and to actually put you in that place where you can see the diploma that he has for you, where you can see the advancement and the graduation that he has for you in this season right now. You can only be the best you with the help of others. However strong you are, you will always accomplish more with the partnership of other strong people. God's put amazing people in this community. He's put amazing people in your life. God wants us to, to be able to pull on that strength. We're called, we're called to be strengthened by God, obviously. We know that. That Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that, you've heard me say it before, but that, that word strengthen is in dunamo in the Greek. It's, it's in, and it's, it's, dyn- it's the root word dynamite, power. It's, it's this dynamic power that God is not just cheering us on. He's not just patting us on the back. That God actually wants to step inside of you with his grace, in his love, and by his spirit, God wants to step inside of you and actually begin to lend his strength to you and through you to change the world. We're called to be strengthened by God, but we're also called to be strengthened by godly community. And I want to actually touch on both of those things a little bit tonight. Thank you, Jesus. We're called to be strengthened by the Lord, and David, the King David, he he learned this, and it talks about this in First Samuel thirty. And it, David strengthened himself in the Lord, and David, who the Bible records as a man after God's own heart, King David, who we admire, this is one of the major lessons that he learned uh, that propelled him into the place of influence and authority and leadership that he walked in. And in and in 1 Samuel 30, the story is that David was out with his army in another land fighting a battle. And his hometown, Ziklag, was attacked while he was gone. And they and they looted and they took all the women and children and they burned the city to the ground. So imagine this, you're off to war, you're battling, you're tired, you're exhausted. And you come back from that and your hometown is burnt to the ground and all of the women and children have been taken away, kidnapped. That's what you call a bad day. That is, listen, that is chaos right there. Like, we think what we're going through is chaotic. Like, imagine that. Like, you haven't come home and your entire hometown was burnt to the ground and everyone you know is missing. Like, that is, that's another level. And David's men, his army, they responded in various ways. And like, like many of us would in that moment, it says they wept until they had no more tears. And they wept, and then they complained, and they, and they, they, they started to blame David. How easy is it in the midst of stress and chaos and turmoil to start to try and blame everyone else? And they even contemplated stoning David in that moment. But this is how David responds in verse 6 of 1 Samuel 30. Now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke 
of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his son and his daughter. But David, here it is, strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Then David said to Abithar the priest, Amalekic's son, please bring me the ephod here to me. And Abithar brought the ephod to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he, the Lord, answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. Without fail, recover all. Now, in the midst of this crazy season, listen, we can all relate. In the midst of this crazy season, there was some people in the company who were wailing. They were crying. They were they they were they lost all hope. They lost strength. And there was other people in the company who were pointing fingers and complaining. Is this is this starting to hit home yet? And even to the point of attacking uh, you know, leaders and government and like let's stone let's stone the man in charge. But David's response was different. Now listen, David did, he, he wept with the men, but he didn't stay in that place. Because it says that David, that David called for the ephod and he, he inquired of the Lord. How does, it says he strengthened himself. How did he strengthen? In the midst of that, he didn't stay in the vein of complaining and whining and, and grief. No, he pulled himself out and he said, you know what? I am going to go to the Lord, and I'm going to ask the Lord, Lord, what are you saying? What are you saying, God? What's, what's on your heart? What's, what truth are you speaking? Now, listen, in, in the moment where all was lost, all appeared to be lost, imagine, again, you, your hometown is burnt to the ground. Your wife, your daughter, your son are all gone. They're missing. Look, that's rock bottom. But David inquired of the Lord. Now listen, I just talked about advancement and diploma. David inquired of the Lord, and the Lord spoke. He said, yes, pursue them, for surely you will recover all. Because David went to the Lord, he got a narrative. He was tapped into a story that no one else was hearing. I would tell you, God is speaking right now. Promises and advancements that God is, God is releasing people that, in this time where, you know, the economy is supposed to be dipping, there's people who are getting raises, there's people who are starting new businesses, there's people whose businesses are thriving. And listen, if you're not in that spot, that's not condemnation, but I'm saying that God has a narrative, he has a story that he's trying to speak over you and over I, and the question is, are we listening? We need to come and we need to strengthen ourselves in the Lord, get in his presence. You know the ephod that David says, the Bible says that it has, the, the on gems it has the name of the 12 tribes written on it. And I believe, personally, I believe that the priests would wear that as a sign of intercession, that they weren't, they weren't even just praying for themselves, that they're actually praying for their people. Listen, we're praying for you constantly. But when you come before the Lord, listen, the breakthrough that he wants to bring to you 
it's not just for you, for your for your your situation. It's not just for your 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 household. He wants to bring breakthrough for you. He wants to bring breakthrough for your household. He wants to bring breakthrough for your business, for your region, for your city. Like if you will keep listening, keep trusting, keep leaning in, how far will God take you in this season? Because God wants to put his glory on display so that the rest of the world actually becomes jealous for him. It's actually true that God wants to put so much of his goodness on display through you that it makes other people jealous for him. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> that you will, I want to read that again, God's response. And he answered him, pursue, pursue, pursue. We're not chasing an army, but are you pursuing heaven right now in this season? Are you pursuing his voice? Are you leaning in to what he's saying over you? For you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Can you feel it? It's a prophetic unction that God is speaking right now. Listen, there's spoils on the ground. The wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. There are spoils on the ground right now that God is leaning in and he's wanting to see, is his church going to pick them up? There's opportunities right now. God's saying, are you going to pick them up? Are you going to fill up your basket with the promises and the provision and the purpose of heaven right now? Whew, starting to get excited. Thank you, Jesus. When we abide in God's presence, you begin to see from his perspective. Notice when David got in the presence of God. And listen, maybe it, maybe it took 20 seconds. Maybe it didn't. Maybe it took 20 minutes. Maybe it took 20 hours. I don't know. But he pressed in until he broke through, and he started hearing and seeing from God's perspective. When we abide in the presence of God, our perspective begins to elevate until it matches his. What happens when we begin to see our season our situation, our opportunities, our moment through God's eyes, through God's lens. What moment? When you're looking through the lens of God, how does he see the moment? Because I bet he sees a whole lot more opportunity than we see. I bet he sees a whole lot more breakthrough than we see. But his perspective is available for everyone who will abide in his presence. Do you know that we become supernatural in his natural? It's not supernatural for God. It's just his natural. It's just who he is. But for us, it's supernatural. And supernatural is, is superseding the, law, the natural laws, the natural dynamics. What says what is impossible, but with God, it's not impossible any longer. We just broke the natural realm, the natural laws that we're everyone else is confined to, but when we're in God, those are don't apply to us anymore. Now the dead, once you're dead, you're supposed to be dead, except for Jesus raises the dead. Thank you, Jesus. And he destroys, he dissolves cancer cells, and he restores marriages. And he heals bank accounts. And he makes promotions where there don't seem like there's supposed to be any available. And he is the God that supersedes the realm of natural law and possibility. When we abide in his presence, we become supernatural in his natural. Thank you, Jesus. 
Do you realize that the presence of God causes this realm, which was created by God, he spoke and the world was formed. He created man from dust and and he created us in, a, in a, his glorious image in the garden. And then sin came in the picture and, and this realm has fallen short of the glory. But this inferior realm was created by a superior realm. And when we're tapping into the presence of God, whew, what we're doing is we're tapping in to that superior realm. And when we abide in that place, that we actually abide in that realm that causes this inferior realm to actually adjust, to submit, to line up with that superior realm. That's why when you're in the presence of God and you can come and you can pray for someone with cancer and that superior realm begins to transform this inferior realm to look like his realm. And the cancer cells disappear because there's no cancer in heaven. But listen, there's no poverty in heaven either. That he's, that he's bringing healing. He's bringing wholeness to every aspect of, of life. That while the devil is trying to steal and kill, Jesus is bringing life and life more abundantly. Oh, come on. I'm preaching myself happy right now. I'm getting fired up. I'm like, ah, oh, let's go change the world right now. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, that we are called to be strengthened by God. Yes, we know it, but are we choosing the response of David? Are we choosing the response of the men? Because we know it, but we have to remind ourselves to lean into it, to continue to come like John and put our head on his chest and simply say, Father, what are you saying? What's on your heart? What do you think about this? What new ideas do you have? We're called to be strengthened by God, but we're also called to strengthen each other. We're called to be in in fellowship together and strengthen each other by our gifts. I want to read out of Acts chapter 2 for you. And we all know Acts 2. It's the story of the upper room and... Uh, the 120 are there gathered together in one accord and the Holy Spirit falls and the cloven tongues of fire and they're speaking in tongues and, and they uh, pile out of the upper room on the street and it says that the, the, the crowd all heard them speaking in their, in their languages and, and this crowd is gathered around and Peter speaks up and he addresses the crowd and he says, we're not drunk as you're supposed, it's only... Uh, the third out of the day, which is 9 a.m., and, and he begins to preach the gospel. He begins to tell them about Jesus and what was prophesied of Jesus and how it's fulfilled in their hearing. And he begins to, to, to uh, preach, preach Jesus and the gospel, and many respond, and 3,000 men are added or respond in that moment, and then it goes on to say this in Acts 2, we're jumping in in verse 40. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. 
And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common. Now I want to I want to stop there. That I just want to highlight that when it says that they're all together, adhering to the, the apostles' teaching and in fellowship. That that word that word there is koinonia, which we've all heard before, I'm sure, and it means it literally means fellowship or it means partnership. But the fuller meaning is that it's a spiritual partnership where I'm contributing something and I'm receiving something. It literally, the the, the connotation is that by our spiritual fellowship, I'm being strengthened and you're being strengthened. It's not just I had a a casual conversation with someone on the bus. No, it's it's I, I have something in me that stirs up what's in you, that actually raises your faith and your expectancy and your hope and your joy and your attention on what Jesus has done for you and the beauty of the cross and what's waiting for you on the other side, that it stirs that up in you and you stir that same thing up in me. Have you ever had a friend that you just get together and you just, you can't stop talking about Jesus, you get so excited, you just feel like you're going to pop? That's koinonia. (laughs) That's fellowship of the saints right now. That fellowship is what, is, is part of what turned the world upside down. And it's literally, it goes on to say that, that other people saw that and they were continually added to the church. Whew. Come on, I think we all need some friends like that. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, thank you, Father. Uh, in, in, verse, in verse 43, it said, uh, Then fear came. Upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done. But in, that's uh, the New King James. In the the, uh, NASB, it says it like this. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. And many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) Everyone kept experiencing awe. Listen. I'm talking about strengthening ourselves in the Lord in this season. And listen, this this is not this is this is an inconvenient season. It's not the worst season the world has ever known. Just ask the 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 Christians in in the Roman Empire. Like there's a lot worse things that have gone on. But do we know how to strengthen ourselves in this season? Do we know how to strengthen ourselves in God, but do we also know how to have the type of fellowship that strengthens us? Because it says that they were, through this fellowship, they were continually in awe. Wow. <laughs> and listen, that platform of awe created a place where many signs and wonders and miracles continue to happen through the apostles. Did you know that the miraculous of God happens in the awe of God. It's, the, it's, it's our awe of him that opens up the miraculous realms. If you want more of the miraculous moving through your life, then, then be conscientious of being more in awe 
not just of who he is in theory, but who he is right here, right now, at this moment. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we all need some friends like that in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, we all know, um, you know, we all know the principle, if you, if you want a friend, be a friend. And as I'm talking about this, um, this stirring up in each other, uh, it's, you know, it's important to recognize that you can't just sit there in gloom and say, man, I wish somebody would, would come and stir me up. Someone would, bring, would be that type of friend to me. Someone would, would bring that type of fellowship to me. If you want it and your life isn't thriving with it and overflowing with it, the first thing you need to do is you need to come and bring it to someone else. Because what you bring also attracts it in return. Freely give and it will be given unto you. Thank you, Father. In Ephesians, it talks about stirring each other up. In Ephesians 5, uh, 17 through 20, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not be drunk with wine, which is dispensation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual um, songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God or in the awe of God. Listen, it is God like. This is, this is advice of how to stay stirred up. Get around people who speak to you in psalms. <laughs> in hymns, it, like, I'm not joking. There's actually people, you have those friends who, they're always worshiping. Like in the car, they're singing, they're always, they're always encouraging, they're always prophesying. If you don't have them, find them. How do you find them? First, you become that friend. First, you're like, you know what? I need to prophesy over some people today. I need to encourage some people today. I need to, I need to bring, I need to pray and get a scripture for someone and bring it to them and say, hey, this is what the Lord is speaking over you today. Guess what? If you get in the mode of doing that, people are going to start doing that back to you. And you're going to, and then make friends with people who want to fellowship in that place. Listen, if the people that you're hanging out with aren't in that place, you have two options. You can one, you can you can stay their friends, but you could get filled up elsewhere until you change them and they begin to come more and more into the light. But sometimes God might say, you know what? You just need to distance yourself from that person right now. And there's some people hearing this, listen, that might be the case. If you're hanging out with the doom and gloom troops. If you're hanging out with the ones who are complaining and the ones who are pointing the finger, and listen, if you don't have enough strength yet to change their perspective and their narrative, pray. Say, God, what are you saying? He might say, hey, at least for a season, you need to separate yourself from them until you and come over here until you learn how to strengthen yourself so much that you can change their perspective. Thank you, Jesus. Isolation is from the enemy. It's part of his plan to steal. 
it's you know it, it, it's it's normal in in the animal kingdom in in hunting even in warfare if you get someone isolated they become weak their strength in numbers their strength in company their strength in community listen the enemy will try to get you isolated so what's the key to recognize if you're starting to feel isolated fight back don't let them don't let the enemy slowly push you in a corner and i want to just highlight that word slowly we all know the story you know if you throw a, a frog in a hot pot of water he'll jump out but if you put him in the water and you slowly turn up the heat you won't realize what's happening until it's too late listen don't let the enemy slowly try to get you isolated at this moment just if that's happening if you feel that God's waking your spirit up right now. Go, oh, that's me. Oh, as soon as you realize that's you, you now have the ability to fight back. How do you, how do you fight back? You become the friend. You become the friend for someone else that you need. Because what you bring will attract it back to you. And find those people that are always singing. <laughs> find those people that are always humming the happy tune. Find those people that are always in the word, got a scripture on their tongue for the moment, for the situation, whatever it is going on. I love, I love hanging out with those people. I can't tell you how many times God has broken out just in at restaurants in public just because, not because we're like doing evangelism, not because we're on outreach, but because we're in fellowship. Like literally just at a restaurant with a friend just because we're having fellowship. But that fellowship looks like we're telling stories and testimonies and, and songs. And, you know, Jeff Collins, he's ministered here. That guy is referred to as the human iPod because he always has a song tuned up, ready to go. And he doesn't care where he is. He sings in the car until he's crying. And then he keeps singing until you're crying. And then he keeps singing until everyone in the car is singing and crying. But the beauty... <laughs> of that man is he doesn't only do it in the car. We've been, uh, we've been out at restaurants. We've been uh, anywhere with him. And this one thing will just spark a song. And he's like, oh, I got a song. He starts singing and worshiping. And then he starts crying. And then you start singing. And other people in the restaurant start singing. Other people start crying. And now ministry is opened up. You're prophesying, praying for the sick. People are getting healed and saved. Why? Because fellowship. The koinonia of the Lord was happening. Thank you, Father. <clears throat> On a practical level, we, need, we all need this fellowship. We all need to be stirred up in this way. And listen, in this, in this season, in this, in this minor inconvenience, and I say that, I'm not trying to minimize if you're in a hard moment, but in the scope of history, comparatively in this minor inconvenience if you can't fellowship if you can't get together with people in person thank god for technology you got skype and you got facetime and and you have phone calls and like get on the phone with that person who stirs you up and if you don't have that person find that person you become the person start calling people every day you know and i'm going to call two people today and i'm going to stir them up Guess what will start happening to you? So, you know, the biggest thing that stirs you up is stirring someone else up. 
You might find you don't even need the phone call. You calling them and prophesying, and they're starting to get excited, and they're starting to come alive, and you'll get off the phone, and you'll be like, I'm so alive. You weren't even the one, quote-unquote, receiving, but to give God means you become the funnel, and heaven flows through you. I tell you, there's nothing more empowering than that. Set up, set up, get, set up Skype meetings. Listen, make some, get with some people who stir you up. Start a testimony thread. Start a, start a scripture of the day thread. You t- everybody's texting, here's the scripture that's encouraging me today. Listen, make recurring meetings. Like even if it's even if it's on FaceTime or Zoom, like, hey, every week at this time, let's just get on here and stir each other up. I tell you, it will change your week, it will change your season, it will change your perspective, it will release breakthrough, it will release heaven, it's what David did, it's in the Bible, it's a lesson that we're supposed to learn, that we're supposed to ingest, we're supposed to carry, and we're supposed to walk in. Thank you, Jesus. The kingdom of heaven is always advancing, regardless of the circumstance. And those who know how to strengthen themselves in the Lord and how to strengthen themselves in the, uh, by others in that season are the ones who advance with the kingdom. And I want to pray for you because I, I believe that God wants everyone listening to this stream to be advanced in this season. In this season, not when the season ends. Thank you, Father. I'm going to pray. Thank you, Father. Yeah, we love you, Jesus. So I'm just going to ask you just to position your heart, whatever that looks like. I'm going to pray that God begins to open your ears. And I want to remind you that David, that when the priests put on the ephod, it had the names of the tribes on there. And I believe, I believe that that was a sign of them carrying intercession. And you, if your household might be your tribe. If you own a business, that's your tribe. Listen, the leadership of this church, we're praying for you continually. Like we're, and we're praying for you. We're praying for businesses, we're praying for family, we're praying for health, we're praying for individuals, we're praying by name, and we're, we're praying. And God wants to partner with that. When, you're, when you pick up, you know what, I need to come into the presence of God, not just for myself, but for those under my influence. God's going to move in response to that. But I want to pray for you right now. that the heavens would open, clarity would come, that that you would have a hearing ear, a hearing ear. Because I I said it, and I'm going to keep on saying it. God is healing the sick. God is still saving the lost. You know, in this season, at the at the, the the site of the the death of George Floyd, which was a painful and traumatic moment for our nation, that 
that has caught the ripple effects and, and riots and, and a lot of good is coming out of that. And some destruction has come out of that because the enemy is trying to steal and kill while Jesus is also giving life and life more abundantly. But I tell you, at the very site, revival has been breaking out and people have been getting saved by the dozens and people have been getting water baptized. They've had tanks out there and baptizing people. Listen, that's somebody who learned how to strengthen themselves in the Lord, learned how to say, God, what are you doing in the midst of this chaos, in the midst of the drama, in the midst of the trauma, in the midst of this trial, in the midst of uh, riots and protests and everything looking chaotic? They say, God, what are you saying? And God says, oh, there's an open opportunity right there. And God says, you see protesters and you see bricks and you see graffiti. And I see open hearts. I see tender hearts. I see people who are ready to jump in the boat. I'm just going to pray that the veil over our hearts becomes thinner tonight. Father, I thank you that you are a good father and that you are chasing after us. You're running us down with your goodness, not after this season, in this season. And Father, I pray for every ear and every heart hearing this message tonight, that any veil would be removed and they would begin to hear so clearly, Father, your narrative, your heart, your story, your advancement, your purposes, and your promises. And Father, I thank you that as they lean into those, your supernatural strength, God, your empowerment comes upon them to walk in and to live in those breakthroughs, Father, in Jesus' holy and mighty name. And I bless you tonight with that increase. I bless you with the diploma. I just see it again. I just, I, I see God extending diplomas. Just close your eyes and just tell Jesus in your heart, maybe you're a place where you can even do the action of just like reaching up and receiving the diploma, the increase. But then I, I feel like you're supposed to actually unroll the diploma and see what it says, because it says something specific. He's invited you, he's called you into an area of graduation and breakthrough and somewhere specific. So I bless you with that increase tonight and all week long and this independence weekend that we're celebrating that you would be strengthened in the Lord and that you would be strengthened in others in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.